Amen. Yeah. Do you think we should, uh, I don't know, maybe warn people about this episode? Possibly. Like, maybe we should tell them that it's the most pornographic movie we've covered yet? I, I don't know how you could have any sort of pages of notes. It should just be one page of notes. Yeah. Followed by just pictures of, you know. <laughs> Various sexual positions? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what this movie is. But I actually found deeper meaning in some of those sexual positions. That's awesome. I don't know how, but I did. Uh, well, let's just face it. This movie opens up with a 10-minute lesbian scene. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that's the reality of it. Yeah, so this is the most pornographic movie we've ever covered. It's also a Jess Franco film. Now, do you think this is going to be the most pornographic film we'll ever cover? No. Oh, holy Jesus. What? This show will pollute listeners' ears with foul language, occasional sexually explicit content, and more irony than is allowed for single episodes. In the last several years, distributors of obscenity have expanded into new areas, employing new technologies and reaching new audiences. Neither our constitution, our courts, our people, nor our respect for common decency and human suffering will allow this trafficking in obscene material. Cinema PsyOps. Which exploits women and men alike to continue. Sharing filth-laden desires on mic to warp the brains of listeners until they are all demented deviants. Federal laws are being violated, and thus I am committed to redoubling the federal effort to ensure that those criminal elements who are trafficking in obscenity are pursued with a vengeance and prosecuted to the hill. The fact that society is becoming much more open now, less repressed, and I think there's less need for cinema psyops. Without dignity, they shout into the void in a vain attempt to be loved. Living in this culture now where there's just icebergs of filth floating through every house on Wi-Fi, it's inconceivable what it must be like to be a young adolescent now with this kind of access to... Cinema PsyOps. It must be dizzying and exciting, but corrupting in a way that we can't even think about. A pirate ship with a tattered flag, sailing across seas of questionable movies while firing cannons of disdain. Cinema PsyOps. Long may she sail. Hello and welcome to Cinema PsyOps. I'm your smooth-talking operator. Sitting across from me in the room right now in the studio is a man desperately in need of some sexual healing. It is mad. What, what, what are we doing here? Listen, pal, you're on my show now, and I know you need to talk to somebody about what's ailing you, and that's what we're here for. The audience wants to know, Oh, uh, what's uh, wrong with your sexual proclivities? Wait, I don't have anything wrong sexual. <laughs> there, I'm actually all right. <laughs> well, you are Catholic, there, so there, there, you should fine. have plenty yeah. of hang ups about sex i actually don't like just it's been a lot of time so i'm all right i got out everything's fine wow what a fucking filthy movie we're going to talk man. about this week this is gonna be insane yeah but of all of the art house films that jess franco's made are you literally gonna call this art house yes okay okay whatever makes you feel better man it was made in europe therefore it's art house uh-huh. <laughs> it's french come on <laughs> yeah it's a spanish director making a french film yes yeah, yeah. yeah. fine it's fine everything's fine there are 
artistic dollies up into the labia minora of ladies. This director really loves vaginas. I'm just saying it now. Who doesn't? Well, I'm, no, I know. I'm just saying this one particularly. He really loves to film his own wives. Yes. Yeah. Which one is his wife? The dark haired lady. That's Lena Ramey. Oh. We've done a Jess Franco movie before, but this is probably the most deeply pornographic of all the Jess Franco movies we've done. We've done two so far. Nice. The crossover wait, wait, Mansion of the Doomed. Not the daughter, but the wife dark haired one? No. The, the daughter, daughter? dark haired one is the wife is of the, the director. Wife. Oh, Jess wow. Franco. I don't know if it was common law or if they actually like got some kind of legally binding contract, but they she was his muse. I mean, before I say anything, she got hella crazy eyes too. Yeah. She got nutty eyes, man. <laughs> crazy is good and bad, so you know. But it's Jess can, was a very happy slash scared man. Yeah, you could have a bad time outside of the bedroom. <laughs> so Lorna the Exorcist is not something I was ever expecting it to be in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. It's so much so that like everything else that's going on with my life, the obvious sinus infection that I'm yeah. suffering from right now. Is this the first time you've ever watched this? This was the first time that I watched this film, yes. Wow. I had seen a portion of it before this. Okay. Just seen clips or whatever, like in a documentary, and I'm like, okay, I gotta check this out. Nothing in the documentary documentary was what was going on in this movie at yeah, all. Not, no one like this, huh? Yeah. And I knew of some of the stuff that was going to be in it because the Nashi cast has already covered this on one of their Beyond Nashies. Okay. And so far of all the Jess Franco stuff that I can recall watching, this has the most through line narrative that has like a straight story to tell. Oh, there you go. So this is pretty much in that realm, it's the most accessible Yeah, I think, the story of all this was stuff. easy to follow. Well, yeah, it's not much of a story. No, there's not much, much of, there's random words thrown in in between sexual times. And they will hear every single one of those as a clip. <laughs> because I went into very serious detail about the sex scenes. No, I didn't. No, okay, good. Because no. that's going to get uncomfortable. I don't know how like we can ever actually cover a porn because it's going to be like, and then she goes down on him, yeah. then he goes down on her, uh, then they go down on each other. Yeah, it would have to be really interesting porn. Like, it could just be like a random porn. Have you ever watched boring porn? I mean, even when it's kind of bad, it's still kind of good. I, uh, but, Pizza. It would have to be like one of the classic ones, like Debbie does Dallas or something like that. Yeah, but they're or not even Deep Throat. But those actually have stories. That's when they used to make. Listen to me talking about. Yeah, they have stories. Well, yeah, you want yeah. to do it with a story. That way, you know, you may have a clip. <laughs> but is it just a boot and mud only wetter? <laughs> Yeah, it's more about the clips that we can pull out of it instead of the clits you can see being licked in it. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is going to be a very filthy show. We tried yeah. to warn people right up off gonna the bat. It's going to be filthy. <laughs> Not like it's any filthier than our regular shows. No, but now we got to keep it at least at a minimum because, like, I know that iTunes will fucking block you for getting too explicit. Really? Yeah. There are like a sex talk podcast where it's like sex advice shows uh-huh. that have gotten dropped off of iTunes. So we have to like change things up, like on occasion. You, know, you can say maybe, "Oh my god." God, she's really going to town in that clit and then the very next vein go like oh my god she's really going to town in that hoot nanny well saying it like that is different than going into very graphic uh, detail about yeah. what we're seeing oh my god she's spreading apart the hoonaha and getting right after the hoopa <laughs> why can't you say like vulva i don't know vagina the, 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 or, or yeah. labius majora maybe you can yeah i always fuck those up it's is it labius majora is the no majora is the outer and then minora inner but the board before it is either labius or labia i don't know let me just just get my biology book I have out here. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. I don't fucking know because I don't have biology right now. Oh, so sad. Dude, I want to know every part of Heaven's Gate. <laughs> I want to know how that works down there. I just need to know how my wife's works and then I'm, she's happy. I'm happy. And <laughs> we've been together a long time, so she's happy. I want to know where each individual little tiny nerve cluster is everywhere because uh-huh. I want to be all over that. 
There you go. <laughs> you want to be the click commander? I'll get in there with my nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to be real careful with Kevin Smith jokes these yeah. days, especially some of the stuff with him and Silent Bob and Clerks. Yeah. A lot of homophobia. Oh my God. Yeah. Stuff. Big time. And I know Kevin Smith's excuse for that kind of stuff is like, um, I don't know how to put it, but it's like, you know, trying to say, well, my best friend was gay or my brother's gay and yeah. therefore I can make those jokes. No, you just entitled a bunch of people, like a whole generation of people to say transphobic and homophobic shit, man. Yeah. And then they make it okay by going, oh, my brother's gay. <laughs> it's not, that doesn't make it okay. It's You're like, still you don't even have a brother. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't even Kevin Smith been kind of like, man, I should have watched some of that? He has. He has really come out and said things like, I really, I fucked up. Yeah. I set things back a long time doing what I did. And, you know, it, but, you know, and he says something that's also very honest. He goes, I can't go back and change it. I can just be better and just kind of say, I'm sorry. I, I fucked up. I came from a fucked up time and I, you know, I, you know, at least he can say, see the error in my ways and, yeah. and, and turn it around. You know, it's better than the people who are like, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Fuck it. We're fine. It's a joke. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we, we are coming to a turn and, and it's somewhere as long as the person I feel is actually contrite, not just playing contrite for, you know, cameras and shit. They're actually, Kevin Hart. Yeah, <laughs> if they're actually, Pandering. God, this sinus okay? infection. Yeah, it seems bad. It's making me like spurt out truth. Uh, if they're, actually contrite and actually like and then you know taking steps and you can see them taking steps trying to change and and, and become better people um i think uh, sometimes and you know maybe i'll get this maybe i'll get flack for this but there is such a thing as called internet mob mentality where even if a person's actually contrite you can see it and they're actually they've actively been doing better like james gun <laughs> yeah, they, they're actively trying to be different, better people these last few years, not just recently, but like last few years. And they go, yep, back then I fucked up and, you know, this this is a, really a fucked up thing. And I'm not even, you know, uh, I'm just I'm just trying to be better. And then the people are like, nope, fuck you. You're still an evil prick and you should be dead, which is Internet mob mentality. Um, no, I, I can't get behind that. But yeah, but then you talk about the people who are not maybe yeah. uh, during your coughing fit who maybe aren't so controlled. Right. Then those are the people who still deserve your ire because, because they're just doing it because they got they got lambasted for just recently. So Kevin, how could you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know. You're right. Yeah. But yeah. So I think you always have to be careful not to join internet mob mentality, but definitely people need to be held accountable for now, now for having now having changing. said that, become our mob. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know against who though. Uh the world. The it's, world. It's the garbage people against the world. <laughs> the garbage people, fuck. Here we go, man. This is it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a losing battle and we're going to die, but let's scream death on the way down the hill. That's right. <laughs> we're kind of going to probably have to pad out a little bit of time because like we said, there's not a lot to really go through with Lorna, but we got to get really careful about padding out time, man. We end up saying things that <laughs> get us into trouble. Yeah, but I think, I mean, you and I are a perfect example of people who at one point in time did get into that kind of stuff and did have those kind of discussions yep. and said some pretty awful stuff. Yes. But looking back on it and trying to come forward, it's like... Like, you know, we did stuff that, or we said stuff that we thought at the time would have been funny and we were trying to make jokes because we both love edgy comedy. We love controversial comedy. Yeah. We love controversy.
democracy anyway. We, yes. we, we just, we live off of that shit. Yeah. We totally do. We love it. But. But at the same time, yeah, you got to watch it and you have to, I mean, real people's lives are at, you know, it, it, it not yeah. at stake. That sounds, that's a little too overdramatic. No, it's but, really not. It's not yeah. overly dramatic because if you think about it, it starts by making jokes and making someone become the other. And once you put them in that other category. And they you make say, them less than a they person. They don't have a star on their belly, but I do. So they're yeah. not as good as me. The next thing you know that this slope what, just got fucking more, Care Bears over no, here? Sneeches, man. I'm going fucking oh. Dr. Seuss. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But I will stare at you like a Care Bear and then like yeah. rainbows will shoot out of my stomach at you. That will happen. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen it happen. Yeah. Definitely during Pride Week. So, because you're festive. <laughs> I try to be. Yeah. 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 Uh, but what I'm getting at is you and I are working on it. And I've even said some stuff on the show before where I've made various jokes and things mm-hmm. like that. Where so have I. It's relatively marginal, you know? But at the same time, we're trying to not be mean spirited about it, but we also are trying to not exclude anybody. I don't think, yeah, I don't think I've ever, uh, yeah, yeah there's no mean spirited things coming out from us. Unless, like, we bring up cops, then definitely there's some mean spirited stuff coming up there, but that's not a gender or anything. That's a profession. Um, that's not even a profession. That's a fascist militarized state. As I said, <laughs> uh, you know, and that's really a lot of anger comes to that. A lot of anger yeah. comes out towards uh, varying political parties that we have heavily disagreements with. And um, that's really where the, when it comes to individual people or races or sexual creeds, I don't think we've ever had any kind of mean spirited things to say about them. Or now, when you say like sexual that. creed, do you mean that movie creed? Because that guy's fucking sexy. Yes, that too. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Whether it's Apollo or the guy that's supposed to be his kid. I don't Yeah, I don't, I don't even I don't care which one. Apollo had, a, had a, just a great mustache. <laughs> and biceps I just want to get a hug from. Yeah, right? <laughs> Unless, of course, you're a Russian. Then. Ooh. Ooh. Too soon, man. Too soon? Still Is that too, too soon? soon? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it was 30 fish- some odd years ago. It's, it's too soon. And it's fictional. <laughs> oh, I can't come back from that. I'm just, I'm destroyed. Uh, yeah. I'm going to play the promo for uh, the Legion podcast Patreon. I need you guys to subscribe to that and give us some money so Matt can come up with better jokes and afford them. Yeah, right. Jesus. <laughs> And while you're doing that, we're going to play some music that's befitting of Lorna the Exorcist. And when we come back, we will have the trailer because I actually found one. Hey. This will keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me Cutting a New Show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet. My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really. You can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. Oh, behind those five. 
one peak got me rattled up the creek without a paddle and devil behind there's a devil behind that bush pointy wig until what an evil female devil behind nice <laughs> little run on the nose there isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll accept that. I mean, <laughs> but you know, there were a lot of bushes. Yeah, in this there was movie, and it was the devil. <laughs> yeah, but I definitely wanted to worship at that altar. Yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which one? All of the above. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, there are a lot of altars to worship at. <laughs> There's a lot of attractive ladies. Yes. And you know where they're all featured, Matt? Where? In this trailer. Linda. Linda. Now the moment has come for me, my lady. Lorna is possessed. Linda is her possession. Honey, you remind me of the mysterious, irresistible sorcerers out of books on fantasy. You're right, exactly that. A contract with the angel of evil can only be settled one way. I want your daughter. I accept. Behind the erotic beauty of a woman hides the rotten stench of hell. But what is it, dear? Linda. Linda. Uh, Satanic Linda. Linda. What's happening? Nothing, my dear. Nothing at all. You're lying. There's no reason to think that. In this town, there's a creature, a thing, or you're scared of someone. Yes. She's causing trouble for us. Infamous evil trouble. But she'll never make it. From a man's loins and a woman's body springs Satan. And she's called Linda. You mustn't be afraid of my powers. They're yours too, my dear. Yours to use for anything you desire. Linda, how beautiful you are. Why do that? I'm your father. Why, I'm lovely child. You're wrong. I'm not your lovely child. I am Lorna. Linda is an incredible story which begins where the exorcist left off. Wow, they tried to sell this as an exorcist movie yeah. because the exorcist was hot at the time. Those of you who were out there promoting this, uh, you had naked ladies doing naked lady sexy time stuff. Yeah, like the long time and the nighttime. You don't you don't need to sell it based on that. Yeah, I mean, you can, you should. Do you notice they also spoil the living shit out of that through that trailer? Yeah. It's literally the entire film condensed down. Of course. And the trailer, if you actually watch it, I found it off of YouTube is where I grabbed it. Yeah. If you actually watch the trailer, it's pretty much a condensed version of all the sex scenes. Oh, nice. So you can breeze through the, the plot line of the film pretty much when the trailer there. What? I mean, we could pretty much just pack it up and call it a day and go home. We don't yeah. even have to cover the movie. That trailer did it all uh, for us. Here, I'll do it. Uh, hold on. Let me let me take care of the review. Don't worry about it. Here you go. Um, uh, lesbian sex. Uh-huh. Um, some people talking. Uh-huh. Uh, more lesbian sex. Yeah. Uh, some crabs in there. Uh, some more lesbian sex. Uh-huh. Um, uh, a dildo scene, which is kind of messed up. Uh-huh. More lesbian sex. Okay. Uh, surprise kill. Crazy eyes. The end. Yeah, you missed a lot of story, though. A lot of story. Yeah, well, all right, fine. All right, so we're just going to have to go through this. Wait, wait, I'll, you I'll watched the board down. for the story? Nerd. <laughs> yes, I need a story. You need a story to get hard. The mind is the most erotic <laughs> organ in the entire body, Matt. Did you not know this? It's not, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true Catholic. Yeah. All right, so the film opens and the credits roll over shots of a lemon tree. There's some rack focusing and some zooming in and out and some sort of like weird panning around. And then finally, we see it kind of resting on this old Europe-y looking wall arch entryway to what looks like one of those estate homes that you only get in one of those vast estate areas that's in Europe, given the age of the building and everything. They cut from this to a woman with very curly blonde hair wearing a see-through black negligee dress thing 
thing. I couldn't tell if it was a negligee or a dress or what it was besides sexy. Whatever it is, I approve. She looked amazing in it. And she's also wearing, now I don't want to be judgy, but what I would call too much makeup, Matt. Uh, yeah, kind of, just a little, maybe. I mean, she pretty much had Divine's makeup scheme on yeah. her face. Yeah, those, uh, her, her, her eyebrows were not, uh, were not on fire. Uh, I'm telling you. It wasn't like a smoky eye look no, that yeah, she was, was going for. It was a burnt to the crisp eye, I guess. It wasn't burnt to the crisp. It was more like painted solidly like a clown eyelids. It's like she saw the Joker and said amateur and then went to town. Yeah. 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 And I think they did that on purpose. They needed to make her look as stark and striking and bizarre as possible. Well, good job. Because she's a very lovely woman and the makeup job had to do something to make her look otherworldly or unnatural because there ain't nothing unnatural about the rest of her. Yeah, that's right. All right. So she's admiring herself and this makeup job in the mirror that we were just savaging like assholes. <laughs> that's the part of the way that the filmmakers set it up, like the makeup yeah. department's fault. That's yeah, not yeah, the yeah, that's fault. A, that's a, it's not, unless, yeah. unless she does her makeup like that on the regular, then lady, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't think she does, though. <laughs> that's just how the character looks. We're not even talking about the lady. We're talking about the character. Right. She's admiring herself in the mirror and then proceeds to plop down onto the bed in this room and then writhe around upon said bed in a very suggestive manner. Mm-hmm. While Lena Romay watches from behind a curtain in the window. Lena Romay is the dark-haired teenage daughter. Yes. She is named Linda in the movie. Now, in my notes, she's either Lena or Linda. I fucked up. I don't care because I can't differentiate between the character and the actress that I'm drooling over. Yeah. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. Both hands on the notes at all times. All right. Unlike when I was writing the notes. <laughs> writing notes one-handed is making it very hard to read them now. Yeah. Are the pages stuck together? Yes. Uh. <laughs> I should have applied talc between turns. Yep. The camera then zooms and dollies right up on some of Heaven's Gate shots, first for the lady playing Lorna, and then for the character of Linda, who we don't know yet, but we know is Lena Romay from seeing her in other Jess Franco films. Those are fun. Hoo-ha dillies. You just ruin all sexuality by referring to them as that. I know. It just sounds so juvenile and childish. It's part of it. <laughs> he can't say vulva. <laughs> can't say vagina. Oh. Can't say Heaven's Gate. You mean the tidy beanbag and the humbama? <laughs> you are the fucking worst. <laughs> you are killing everyone's boner and wide-ons in this right I now. I know, I know. <laughs> That's what I'm here to do. We know. <laughs> so they pan up and down on the Heaven's Gates, and then we see some sexy looks begin going back and forth. Uh, there's and, some fuck me eyes going on around here. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the Lorna character, we know her name from later, mm -hmm. starts uh, finger banging herself while five knuckle shuffle. Linda, who we know is Lena Ramey, but we don't know the character name yet, begins doing some finger sucking. And so we've got finger sucking and masturbating going on right on camera. Yeah. And the vagina of Lorna is right there on screen, dead center while, you know, just off to the side in the background. Lena Ramey is off sucking some finger yeah. So we like to call that the North Carolina twosome. Nobody calls it that. Everyone calls it that. No one has ever called it that. Everyone's going to start calling it that now. That's not a thing. It's going to be a thing. Uh, So not a thing. It's going to be a thing. Still not a thing. Shut up. Then the ever popular nibble and lick starts happening on the various naughty bits. 
Yeah. Starts at the breast, works mm-hmm. its way down to the crotchal area. Oh, yeah. Crotchal. You know, I'm going to tell you what the, that's a boner killer word in crotchal? itself. Crotchal. <laughs> yeah. So Lena Romay's tongue is essentially a machete working its way through that bush the entire time. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can tell this is, this is definitely the 70s. I was amazed at how adept she was at moving hair out of the way with her tongue and getting her tongue where she needed it to go. Mm-hmm. I was rather impressed. Good job. I took notes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. This is then followed by some sensual tongue kissing. Mm-hmm. So apparently Lorna is very I, fond you know, of the way she that, tastes. Yeah. That's not how real people kiss. Oh, the tongue licking yeah, back and yeah, forth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that some people. That exposed like that. I've seen some people lick tongues like that before. Really? I have seen that happen. Wow. It may not Wait, work for you, but you, it works for them. You've seen it happen? Where were you? Uh, what happens at Fight Club stays <laughs> at Fight, Fight Club. Club. <laughs> how kind of fighting are people doing over there? Tongue fighting, tongue duh. Fighting. <laughs> tongue punch the fart box. Go ahead. All I'm saying is just because I said I witnessed it doesn't mean I'm going to tell you how. You were there. I get it. I went to college. Yeah, I know. All right. So this is followed by the sensual tongue kissing or the central tongue rubbing or tongue wrestling or whatever the hell you want to call it. They're like, yeah, they're works for some of us. For others, Matt, it does not because he's a prude. Oh yeah, I'm the prude. Get going, G. Craig. Does some tongue kissing and then there are some more shots right up on Heaven's Gate mm-hmm. while some masturbating is happening for Lorna, the character of Lorna. Yeah, so she's dealing herself while... She then lays Lena Romay's character of Linda back down onto the bed and then this dissolves to a fully clothed Lena Romay May, who was apparently dreaming this or fantasizing it or yeah, picturing one. it in her head. Boo! Fully clothed. <laughs> some way, shape, or form, this was not reality, but it was some kind of a projection from her mind or a thought in her head. It was a dream or a hallucination. Right. And this is where I would argue that this is an art film. It's not an art film. Just keep reading the notes. <laughs> that leads to our first clip. It's not very pretty out. Oh, darling, I know it isn't very pleasant. And it's worse because in just three days, it's your birthday. And you were hoping to pass the day in our home in Saint-Tropez among friends, I believe. Oh, Mother, you knew? After 18 years, I can make a guess. But we've got to get your father's opinion. When's he due to arrive? Well, he's at the mercy of the airlines. Papa! Linda, my dearest. Oh. Mm. oh. Morning, Marion. Morning. <laughs> now then, what have the two of you been up to while I was gone? What's new? Well, nothing when you're away. We sit in to relieve the monotony. Linda wants to drive to Saint-Tropez. I'm all for it, sweetheart. When, whenever you like. Airlines have no right to strike. I mean, businessmen have to travel. Weather nice and rough. Wasn't too bad. Where are you taking me someplace far away? Me too. You're my prize, and on my next one, visit both of you go along. What should I pack? Where oh, to? It's a surprise. In another month, Rio de Janeiro. Oh, Rio! The phone, I'll get it. When I said far, Papa, I didn't dream it to be that far okay, away. It all depends on the grades. You up on your exams? It's a deal to get to Rio de Janeiro. Hello? I passed them all. I'll become a walking yes. encyclopedia if necessary. <laughs> Patrick, the call's for you. Uh, all your exams, my dear, okay? You Patrick, bet. you better answer the phone. Right away. Just a second, dear. Who isn't on the phone? A sexy female. She refuses to give me her name, and it's the third time she's called. Sexy female? <laughs> Hello, who's calling? Is that you, Patrick, you bastard? Who is this? They're trying to escape, but you know who it is. It's Lorna. Wait just a second. Yes? I hope you haven't forgotten our meeting on Monday. It's impossible for me, then. I've got to go to Saint-Tropez. Forget about Saint-Tropez. You're coming to meet me in Camargue. Come immediately. And register at the new hotel, understand? Hey, come on now. All right, you can come with me. Come right in. You've got to know who you are. Where is your home? Just try to remember. Please, think hard. Make an effort. You've got to, please. Now, when the police officer found you unconscious, you were in a forest, alone and nowhere near the road. For three weeks, you were in a coma, being cared for by us. 
About six days ago, you finally came out of it, but you haven't spoken. Make an effort. Who are you? Is there anyone whose influence you are under? It's a fact you're under the influence of another. But I've got to know who is the other. Is it forbidden to say? Who is it? Who commands you? Tell me who. Who is it? Who commands you? Search in your memory. Tell me who it is. Tell me who. Tell me who. I could be... Who's that? Lorna. Put her in her room. Tomorrow we'll try again. Okay, so we've got a whole bunch of stuff that's happening all at once. Yes. So Linda is, quote unquote, coming of age. She's about to turn 18. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have this big 18th birthday party where Linda wants to have it at this special house that they own, like a vacation house. Yeah. Because that's where all her friends are going to be anyway. And then he gets the call and says, no, we got to go to this shitty rat hole casino ridden town instead, which seems seems to be the place that Jess Franco goes to film all of his stuff as these hotels. <laughs> I don't know if he had a deal or or what. Or, I mean, Jess Franco was notorious for getting money for one film from a producer and then making four films from that money. Nice. Way to go. <laughs> he was really good at doing stuff like yeah. that. So I don't know how that all works and I don't know enough about his career to really like say if this was one of them that he pulled that on. Yeah. But I mean, it does take a lot of places in people's apartments and hotels and not a lot elsewhere. Yeah. So it's a possibility. During the clip we see a woman repeatedly pulls pages out of a magazine and it turns out that she is in some type of asylum and then she's led to the doctor's office which we hear in that conversation where he's trying to get her to remember things by just being like try harder will you try try harder this is how i got make an effort really make an effort where'd you get your doctorate from my doctor what (laughs) (laughs) doctorate no just i made an effort i made an effort i really made an effort did you recognize the main doctor there at all no did you look familiar to no that's our director jess franco oh Oh, is it? He always does cameos. Oh. Almost always. He was he was creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah. he's very lucky that Lena went for him. Yeah. I <laughs> just, he definitely outpunted his coverage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to use a sports ball term on you. Don't we all though? Yeah. I know uh, I sure I did. did. I, I outpunted <laughs> my coverage, yeah. I'm just hoping she doesn't realize it before it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're fine. I think it's pretty much too late. Yeah, yeah it's too late for her now. There's legal paperwork yeah, binding her to you me. You guys own property together. It's over. <laughs> it's gonna get messy if she <laughs> Tries to yeah, exactly. <laughs> I knocked mine up, so it's okay. Ooh, yeah. You ruined her life, so it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I didn't ruin her life. Good God. <laughs> sure, bringing a child into this world doesn't ruin anyone's life. <laughs> Jesus. What? It's true. No, it's not. And this is an art film. It's not an art film, dude. It's just, (laughs) it's trashy, almost porn. The composition of shots, the way that he very meticulously pans up and down and in to look as the vagina opens up and that you can actually see the inner lips open up. Almost porn. Yeah. No, no, it's not. No, that's artistic as hell. No, it's almost porn. No. So lovely. The composition is. Yeah. It's an art film. It's not an art film. Would you just read the fucking notes? Fine. It's not a thing. It's a thing. It is not a thing. It's a thing. Just because you run Barter Town doesn't make it a fucking thing. It's a thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> okay, so this lady is definitely in an asylum as we're talking about, and she is completely bottomless the entire time, which doesn't seem like the type of procedure that an asylum would encourage. This, this hospital doesn't seem like it's all the up and up. <laughs> this hospital also doesn't seem like it's a hospital. This thing it seems, seems like it's a room in someone's house. This seems like it's being run way off the books. The kind of hospital I'd like to keep patients in. Oh. Oh God! No, no, too creepy. Yeah, too yeah. creepy. Dial it back. That's that's too creepy. That you can yeah. Imprisoning people for my own gain is creepy. Yeah, they keep it a bottomless. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that's creepy. <laughs> 
No, that's their choice. That's their, no, you can't make a choice if they're mentally sick. Eh, we'll agree to disagree. What? I'm mentally ill. I make choices that, every day. Not that mentally ill. Oh, like to where I have to be locked up? Yeah. I'm pretty sure if I get one interview, I'm being locked up. One interview? That's all it takes. You think it's only going to take one? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to take just like one minute in the meeting you. <laughs> that's not even technically an interview. That's it. accidentally bumped into this guy out in public and I could just tell. Your favorite movie is what again, sir? We have to lock him up. <laughs> All right, so she is then left in a room at the end of the interview, and while she's there by herself, there is more dialogue, and that is our next clip. Oh, jeez. Where are you, Lorna? Lorna! Oh, help me. I have left you, Marion. You betrayed me. You must be punished, and you know it. You are condemned to nothingness forever. Give me a reason for being unable to go now. After all, it's my birthday. You said we'd go wherever I wanted to. And I told you that I wanted to go to Saint-Tropez. Besides, you know that Carol Lawrence and Isabel are there already. So suddenly, why do you decide to go to Camargue? A place where I'm going to come of age amongst a lot of strangers. All my friends are spending the day at Saint-Tropez. I have a mind to go alone. I won't hear of it. I won't repeat it. That's my decision and that's final. I'm your father and I won't be disobeyed. Calm down, darling. Very upset for me, Saint Tropez, or Camargue, or staying here. It's really not important. I'm happy just to be with you, Patrick. But why this change of plan? Seems a bit strange. Camargue is pretty sad now. I've got to go for business. Go and explain, Patrick. Tell her the reason. She'll understand. Linda, I want to talk to well, you. Well, I don't want to listen. Leave me alone. Be reasonable, Linda. Next Monday, you'll be 18. You're a woman, but you're not acting like one. You're crying and carrying on like a three-year-old. I have to go to Kamal. Oh, yeah, you have to. For important things like monkey business, I bet. Linda. <sighs> Linda. Well, what do you mean by that? Leave me alone, I said. Listen, Linda. <sighs> Now then, when you come of age, you have to first start learning to reason and live up to your responsibilities. I've got to go to Kamal. Sure, because you've got one of your pretty mistresses to meet. Linda. You don't bother denying it, but I always believed none of these these flirts would be more important to you than me. Please, you're mistaken. This uh, affair is quite different. I'd say disagreeably so. You've my word. What is it? Just a problem I'll explain later, someday soon. You really could help me now, you know. Do it my way. Yes, Papa. Pardon me for uh, acting like some some idiotic kid, but beginning now, I'll be the kind of daughter you'd be proud of, I hope. Uh, let's go to Camargue or anywhere. I've always been proud of you, but today even more so. <sighs> Your first class. <sighs> <laughs> All right, so are they hinting at a not-so-good relationship between the father and daughter here, or no, I am think, I just reading too much into it? No, I think they've had a good relationship, and but... No, 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 no. I think they've had too good of a relationship oh, is what I'm hinting Oh, one at. of those type of relationships. Yeah. Um, not... I, in Watching the movie, I agree to a point. It hasn't gone there yet, but I think there's been plenty of... All the stuff the daughter's saying should be there, considered inappropriate moments. Yeah, well, that whole thing where the daughter's like accusatory about him having girlfriends in every port basically yeah. and like you know he wants to go do this because he's just had a girlfriend somewhere else but a filthy beggar it doesn't sound like she's saying it like how could you do this to mom it sounds more like she's saying how could you do this no, to she, me she in fact does say that she goes i never thought you would put them ahead of me right yeah which is why i'm like whoa way whoa now, i don't huh? think they, they've ever no. done anything no but, but I there's have like a this strong belief that they're, that they're too close yeah even as father and daughter rich people do some jerry springer shit it's just they're 
too yeah. rich and they can cover it up. And they be they're called the centric fort, or they're called Trumps. Yeah. <laughs> this leads to a travel log after that, as they make it to their hotel and then check in to the suite. As the family scopes out the new suite and is being kind of shown around, a set of mysterious flowers appears for Lena Romay's character of Linda, and Linda decides to take a bath. And these mysterious flowers are then discussed as to where they came from because it says from your mother. Yeah. But her biological mother says she didn't do it, but she fully takes credit for it because that's what parents do. Well, that's what this one does. If I, if someone sends flowers, like if someone gave like my son a gift and said it was from me and I'd be like, well, I'm not, I'm not giving this to you. I don't know who did this and it's probably weirdos. One time, man. I did that one time. Yeah. You, you should have done that, man. <laughs> I was trying to make you look like a good father. I'll never do that again. Well, I mean, but it was cocaine. Like you wouldn't have given that to your kid. No, you wouldn't have. Uh, no, you would have kept that for yourself. I'm keeping all that for myself. What are you talking about? Fine. I thought you guys could bond over a fucking eight ball. I'm not that sharing again. my cocaine court, so just stop it. <laughs> he says as he snorts a line <laughs> off the back of the microphone. <laughs> Linda goes to take a bath and she begins scrubbing herself extremely suggestively. And then all of a sudden, Lorna just appears out of nowhere for the bathtub sexy time. Yes. So thank you, movie. Mm, so wet down there. This is basically Lorna just hopping into the tub and then plopping herself down onto Linda's chest, sitting there for a moment. Then she leans forward and starts to use her fingers. Yeah. What you would say in legal terms, digital penetration. Uh-huh. Which is completely unsexual and trying to keep us to where we don't get too explicit. And iTunes busts us for this. Penetration might be too much here. I got it. I got it. I got it. No, no. Penetration is, that's she pretty clinical. Digitally satisfied. Digital satisfied. There we go. <laughs> right. While she is resting her buttocks and naughty bits on top of Linda's chest in the tub. So they're setting it up but it doesn't quite get there and it looks awfully awkward. Just all of a sudden there's like this weird cut and then in that weird cut the two are actually 69ing properly because they were able to get into the right position. Yeah, some 69 did action. You, did you notice that where like they're trying to make it yeah, sexy yeah, yeah, but they yeah. can't quite get they it comfortable? get it going to the bathtub. <laughs> and then he's like, fine, cut. <laughs> we'll do it in the bed. <laughs> now you okay get position now we roll camera <laughs> and now you lick and then you lick and then you lick and then you lick now we film you licking now we film you licking and that's how that when went. you lick they lick you lick now i want you to lick in unison yeah they're basically 69ing yeah. finally after that cut they get it yes. right yes they cut away from that to our next clip uh, marion come on please hurry up dear you mustn't expect me to go much faster linda come on hurry up where are you i'm here where we were and i'm ready oh sure of course all right now no more nonsense get dressed I'll get it. No, it's for me. All right. Yes, hello? Hello, bastard. This is Lorna. Come now to the place we first met. You haven't forgotten. Come now. It's impossible. Please, I'll meet you later. I'm here with my family. We're dining together. Come now or you'll regret it. I'm on the way. Patrick, where are you going? I have to go out a while. What? The place we first met. At the time, all these huge buildings didn't exist. Ah, they can't. It was just a little seafood stand lost in the sand. The casino wasn't where it is today. It was over in a neighboring village. And I was just a poor guy searching for a way to make a living. That was almost 19 years ago when you, Lorna, opened the doors for me to get where I am today. Good evening. Good evening, Patrick. I want your daughter. Is this the table you reserved? Yes. It's great. It's super and the place is jumping. Yeah, rather. <laughs> what do you have, my dear? Scotch for me. Uh, well, a glass is not cheap for you to buy a whole bottle. Okay, Bobby. Care to dance? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've had a listen on. Spoil sport. Oh, already? He knows best. Old folks. Ah. Uh. Thanks. <laughs> Cigarette? 
Oh, do you mean you'd allow me to smoke now? Of course you may. Mm, bad habit to start. Darling, I've got a call to make. Uh, pardon me. I have a phone call I'd like to make, please. Miss Lorna Green. Of course. What's the number? Uh, I'll have to look that up in the phone book. I'll get the book, sir. Thanks. You're welcome. Is there a booth free? Uh, booth number six, right there. Now, ma'am, I may have a room. Hello? I'd like a number. Information, have you a number listed for a Miss, a Miss Lorna Green? Lorna Green, yes. The number's not listed. I just wanted to call to say, you'll never get my daughter. Never. I just called to say, you'll never get my daughter. <laughs> Give me back my son. Give me back my son. <laughs> I want my son. <laughs> then I will find you and I will kill you. You'll never get my daughter. <laughs> Lorna apparently made some kind of a deal for the daughter with him. We don't know what just yet. Yeah. He's kind of trying to strong armor and get all like, you know, controlling and be like macho yeah. man. But You're getting a sexy version of Rumpelstiltskin over here. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Although there's really no... No gold being strung, you know, yeah, and, made and, out of straw. You don't have to guess the name. Get free. He already knows the name because yeah. everybody says it like every five seconds. I know, right? All right, so they cut from this to the woman in the asylum, quote unquote asylum, because it's really just a fucking room. It's a room with a what? guy who goes, I was a doctor of... <laughs> and there's wallpaper that goes up like three quarters of the room and then stops. And who has an asylum where the patients are nude all the time? I would. We know you would. All right. But you're an ethical creepy. and bad. That's wrong. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You're an ethically bad person. I mean, what if they're more comfortable nude all the time, even though it's a mental illness that makes them want to be nude all the time? Then no, it's still not good. Sometimes you have to indulge a crazy person to let them get better. Will you stop trying to make this okay? Just get back with the notes. Fine. I'm just a this, creep. This shit right here. This shit is why we'll get banned from iTunes. <laughs> me, me saying that having an asylum of people running around naked is okay? Yeah. I mean, for me. I'm just saying, but it's not okay for those people you asshole all right there are other people involved i have to consider other people's well-being and feelings yes wow i know oh god i've made a huge mistake <laughs> she's even more naked in this shot mm -hmm. which is perfect for an asylum if you yeah. ask me <laughs> oh, god. so the woman is even more naked now she's stripped off her entire dress and is begging for lorna to come back into her life yeah, probably like uh, into her mind i'm not sure how she spells come but she keeps saying lorna come Come, yeah. come, Lorna, come. Yeah, it's C-U-M. Sure. In this yeah. film, I don't doubt that. No, actually, it's probably C-O-M-E. She wants her to be with her. So and She wants her to come so that they can maybe come. Maybe she, she says it continuously, so maybe it's both versions. Lorna, come, come. Okay. Yeah. 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 Come, come, Lorna. Come, come. Either way, it's very artistic. Yes. They cut back from this to the disco restaurant, and there's a whole bunch of dancing as Dad goes back to find his wife and daughter at the end of the phone call there. He's looking everywhere. This is not Pat in any way shape or form no not even a little bit it's just him walking around and that's very why it's groovy. not art that's art that's not art padding isn't art <laughs> depends upon how the padding is arranged no it's <laughs> it's not up to us to decide whether or not it's art well then you gotta stop saying it's art well to me it's an art film but to me it's porn it's one step away from porn which means it's bad porn but is porn not art no oh wait if that says anything could be art you've just had a revelation yeah look at that <laughs> anything could be art did it evoke any kind of feeling or i mean the movie yeah yeah I, I got a boner a couple times but i mean that's about it that's all i need from art okay yeah it's art so we're in agreements this is an art film all right but that means any film's an art film it means munchies is an art 
film. I mean, it could be. Oh my god, no, dude, we gotta we have to find a line someplace. <laughs> it's, it's performance art. No, it's so bad. It's supposed to make you angry and uncomfortable, and it achieves that. But I don't think that's what they made it for. Also, their intent justifies whether or not it's art. Maybe I don't. What is art? We got a fuzzy line in the sand here, man. I don't is, know. Is any of this art? Is what we're doing art? Oh my god, I hope not. Are we entertainment? I'm having some existential dread. What is Lorna doing to me? I don't know, man. I'm I'm staring into the abyss. Okay, I'm just gonna dive right back into my notes. Get into the not, notes, man. Let's get out of this. I'm not gonna think too deep about. I'm, just, I'm outside of myself. I don't know how to get back. God, I knew we shouldn't have done an art film. It's not an art film. Okay, so he's looking all over the restaurant and he cannot find his wife and daughter because there's a whole bunch of discoing going on and there's a floor filled with people just dancing all over the place. And so he's looking through the entire restaurant and you see him get increasingly upset and scared and worried that something may have happened to both his wife and daughter because of him trying to strong arm Lorna. He finally sees them kind of coming from what I'm assuming is the restroom area and they actually were in what they refer to as the powder room. Yes. Love it when ladies call a bathroom powder room. Yeah. Not that kind of powder. How do you know? That eight ball was meant for you to share with your son. Now knock it off. (laughs) That's a clip. (laughs) And the truth. Too bad. It's all mine. They return to the hotel and Lorna threatens the dad to come see her or his business is bankrupt. And that leads to our next clip. Uh, If you please. Yes, Mr. Barriol. Is there some place you can get hold of a revolver? A real one? With bullets. Uh, Mr. Barriol, I mean, it seems to me, even if it's a bad mess, killing somebody is a big mistake. A very big one. I don't plan to kill anyone. That's not my intention. It's more of a simple precaution. Uh, Yeah, but uh, if you've any sort of difficulties, let me have my hotel detective take care of it or the local police captain's a friend. Let me telephone and ask if he will help. But there'll be no trouble. All I require is a revolver. But Mr. Barriol, at this hour, I don't know where to begin looking. Not easy for me. Here. Give it all my best. And after you get it, bring it up, will you? No matter what hour. No, I'm fine. I give up drinking. Aren't we changed? I don't recognize you anymore. You're the same, though. Exactly as I remember. (laughs) Yes. Sit down, Patrick. I'm here, Lorna, but what for? You know, I'm sure. I've waited very long. Tomorrow, she turns 18 and your time is up. Ask me anything but that, please. My only child. I mean, Linda's mine. I love her. We have a signed pact. You've known the day would come. Yes. It was so very easy at the time. She wasn't born then. Hmm. For you, I'm sure it was. Promises are broken all the time, but I kept mine. You were drowning in misery and bordering on suicide. Then a chance encounter. And I offered happiness to you and fortune. But I had one condition. The child. Eighteen long years I've waited and I'm taking now what is mine. No, Lorna, I'm keeping her. You can't stop me. She's not about to go undergo the horrible things you have in mind. My promise doesn't hold anymore. And you can't stop me. You realize what you're risking. You realize that tomorrow I'll ruin you, destroy it all. All I have to do is simply will it, and you're through. Your menaces are so much wasted breath. Mauritius! Mauritius, get rid of the trash. Yeah, Mauritius. During the clip that we just heard there, they travel to Lorna's place, and it's a long, drawn-out driving sequence, but it's also a very beautifully shot travelogue that definitely constitutes this as an art film. It says not an art film, just the fucking notes. That's what was written in my notes. Is just read the fucking notes? No, that no. this is an art film because it's, of that. But that's your opinion. It's not an art film. But my notes have my opinions in them. Are we going to get into an existential conversation each time now just to make this recording go longer? Because I don't think I can handle it. 
I don't know if we're going to do that just to necessarily pad out the recording. Why would we fake arguments to do that? Dad gets assaulted by Orcesius or whatever. Orcesius. Orcesius. The guy grabs like a conch shell off of Lorna's like shelving unit. Like it's like a decorative conch shell and he uses it pretty much like brass knuckles. So he uses conch knuckles. Conked knuckles. Yeah. And he conks someone. It's the new type of fight club. I guess. I don't know. And then right after he hits him in the shoulder and cuts him up real bad with that, he then throws him down the stairs and drags him out of the place on Lorna's orders. They cut from this to dad laying by the docks for no reason at all. He just kind of wakes up there and comes to. And then he kind of looks around a little bit, trying to figure out what's going on. He's in some serious pain after getting conked out. And he's alone when he then happens to stumble upon a woman who's sitting on the side of a boat, smoking a cigarette. And she offers to help him to find a doctor or a pharmacy or whatever. He just asked for a pharmacy, but she was going to help him get to a hospital or whatever. And he decides to just go to a pharmacy to get patched up and she helps him do it. They got from that to mom lets dad back into their hotel room. There's some more dialogue and that is our next clip. Will you explain please? Patrick, you left hours ago. Not before her, Marion. Linda, if you want, you can go to bed. Man, don't ask me twice. I'm going. Patrick, what's happening? The past two days, you're not my husband. You're someone I don't know. Hiding from me. Patrick, tell me. Don't ask me to explain. Earlier tonight, you said to stay here, to lock the door, and if someone came to not answer except yourself, why? I'm not fond of all these mysteries. I'll explain it, but later. No, I'm sorry, but I can't accept your silence. Please trust me, Patrick, or put yourself in my place. Look, I'm your partner, and that means both of us has to have confidence. You're scared of something. Who is it? Or what? What's happening? Nothing, my dear. Nothing at all. You're lying. There's no reason to think that. In this town, there's a creature, a thing, or you're scared of someone. Nobody, Mary. No, if our marriage is to last, then tell me. I can't take any more. Yes, I'm scared. This person. I've tried to hide from you so you wouldn't worry. It's a woman you knew before. Yes. She's causing trouble for us. Infamous evil trouble. But she'll never make it. Is it she who telephoned? Yes. She's after our... This woman wants our destruction. But she'll never make it. I prefer you not to continue, Patrick. Understand, please. Yes, but no more. I understand. You have my word. A story that was in the past returns to worry you. Yes. Patrick, I have just this to say. That whatever happens, there's no power that can harm us. As long as we're together, we'll be all right. We're married, Patrick, for better or worse. We're together now, and we'll be together always. Marion, my dearest. Oh! What's wrong? Oh, it's nothing, nothing. Let me have a look. You've been hurt. No, it's not important. I had a small run-in. But with who? Oh, don't, Dolly. Don't ask me any more questions. I'll explain it all when it's all over. Trust me until then. I'll be patient. You're right, I know. It's best you explain later. Yes. I'm sorry, Mr. Barriel. I don't like disturbing you at this time of night, but uh, I finally found a revolver. Thank you, my good man. Thank you. I sure hope you've got no plans to use it, really. Safety, nothing more. Good evening. Who is that? A hotel employee. I had asked him to do a little favor for me. Can we just, like, take um, a moment to discuss? I know that, like, hotel concierge people, or concierge, or however the fuck you pronounce that, I, I know that those folks are supposed to get you pretty much your heart's desire and make your hotel stay as happy as possible. I think most of them draw the, the line at a gun. A weaponry? Yeah. I know that I've had a really hard time getting a specific order of items in a hotel. Rubberized I, sheets, I, duct tape, <laughs> hacksaw. I told you. Butcher knife. 
knife. Trying to get cleaver. Trying to get six various forms of knives delivered to your hotel room. They weren't going to do that. I keep trying to tell you that. Yeah, but they're supposed to give me my heart's entire desire. No, they're not going to do that. But they'll help you get a prostitute, but they won't help you murder somebody. Yeah. Oh, right. Murder's wrong. Yeah. Prostitution's not, though, so we're good. During that clip, mom sleeps naked there, so thank you, movie, for that. Yeah, right. And as mom and dad go to make love, I guess, we see that mom's got some sort of crabs. She's, she's coming out of the coochie, like literal, actual from the sea crabs. Why didn't they just go ahead, just shave off one half, like the <laughs> other half on fire, bash it with a hammer, they went running. So, holy shit, there's literal sea crabs coming out of this lady's twat in the film. Yeah. That's just fucking weird. Yeah, it is. Art film. Uh, no, it isn't. Art film. No, it's not. It's a step below porn. <laughs> That's not a step below. It's a step above. It's, it's, it's elevated pornography into art. No, it's a step below actual porn. <laughs> no, it's not that at all. It's it's artistic. But holy shit, that's just fucking weird. It really is. <laughs> the first time I saw that, because I did see a clip of that, and I was like, wow, that's that's fucked up. Yeah. And it's definitely time for her to take a trip to the free clinic, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, definitely, right? Because when, when, when literal sea crabs start coming out of an orifice of your body. I start asking your husband some really hard questions. Like, holy shit, you cheating bastard. What did you give it, me? Unless she's the one cheating. Then it's time to have a very hard conversation with your husband about how he has to go get right. tested. Yeah. Jeez. That's <laughs> either, little... either way, a pretty difficult conversation's coming up. Yeah. And I don't think their marriage will survive it. Nope. Okay. So the daughter runs into the room. She automatically demands to know what the hell is going on because her mother is in pain and rolling around on the floor after all of this stuff happened. The father tells her to grab a wet towel and he calms the wife down and this is obviously Lorna punishing him for not living up to his part of whatever bargain they have going on. The mother is justifiably traumatized by this event of having crabs coming out of an orifice of her body. That would I don't blame her. And they cut from that to Lena Romay sleeping as Lorna calls to her. Lorna claims to be Linda's real mother who apparently has sexual designs still for her own daughter and she is trying to call to her using her subconscious. I mean, the way they're trying to explain this goes kind of above and beyond. So she's using astral projection or the use of Linda's sleeping subconscious to be able to communicate with her because she's resistant to it. But then all of a sudden she's projected there and she's standing there talking to her so somehow she's actually physically she's there. She's using astral projection. Yeah, but if it was astral projection, it would be a spiritual thing and then her physical form would be somewhere else. Well, so but, she's using astral projection and then teleportation? Maybe. I, Scotty beam me up? I don't know. It's too artsy for me to be able to really It's not artsy. This frenetic rant that just continues to get more and more insane is more like some sort of spell that she is casting upon Linda. As Linda awakens and sees Lorna standing there, she is immediately startled. She gives out a little bit of a yell for <gasps> and that leads to our next clip. <laughs> Linda. Linda. You mustn't be afraid of my powers. They're yours too, my dear. Yours to use for anything you desire. Nobody can stop the powers you possess. All your desires, be they for destruction or creation, will be realized. Listen to your mother, Linda. Listen. Starting today, you may do whatever you want or feel you desire. The power our master will to me, you inherit. You see, Linda, I'm the person who decided that you would exist and you were created. It's through my efforts that you were conceived at all. 
Linda, I wasn't able to have a child of my own as I'm sterile, just as you will be. Nevertheless, you were born from my desire. It is thanks to me that your father had this pleasure. It is thanks to me that your mother finally became pregnant and that you were born. I will transmit to you my power and teach you all of its secrets. For it is you who will continue my work, for destiny has so designed it. Linda, my lovely child. Linda! 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 Now the moment has come for me finally to let you know that you were chosen even before you were born to succeed me. Linda, I know that I have very little time left, but you are here to take up the blazing torch. Don't look at me with such frightened eyes. I bring you infinite power. It is yours, and many are those who would envy your good fortune. From afar, I watched you grow, and it filled me with joy to know that you would be worthy of this succession. But first, it is my duty to tell you what happened almost 19 years ago. Your father and mother lived a miserable life. The two of them vegetated in a lost corner of Camargue where they were just starting to put up new buildings in the hope of turning this forsaken area into something. Your father's situation was desperate. In spite of his efforts and ambition, he had not succeeded. Then one day, as he had done many times before, he walked toward the old casino to try his luck once more. Thank you. May I offer you something to drink? No, let me do the offering. You go to my apartment. I appreciate it, only why pick to help me out tonight? I went there to help you. But it's impossible for you to have known I'd go to the casino, or that I existed. I did know. Funny, you remind me of the mysterious, irresistible sorcerers out of books on fantasy. You're right, I'm exactly that. Nevertheless, your lips aren't unreal. Or yours. In fact, we couldn't avoid tonight's meeting. It was written. And fate decided that we meet one day. You for the amelioration of your situation. Me for the continuity of my mission. I don't know much about that. I only know you're marvelous. Where do you come from? A very long way. I have a mission to accomplish with you. For you were chosen by my lord and master. What are you talking about, or whom? There's a pact I have to propose to you. Very soon you will be acquiring a large fortune. And finally find your happiness. But, on one condition. I don't believe in heaven or hell. I don't believe in pacts with the devil. Faust was just the fruit of an author's imagination. But today you were a heavy money winner, weren't you, at the casino? Thanks to what? Thanks to me. That's a fact. Yes, a fact, but offered as proof of my powers. All right, go on. You make love to me now, and since I'm sterile, as women all are who arrive here out of the darkness, you will enjoy it as never before. And after, you'll leave this bed, full of desire to return to that pitiful hotel and your wife who's expecting you. Always full of hope. Upon arriving, make love to her. You must do it immediately. In nine months, a daughter will be born. A lovely child. The infant is mine, but you'll raise her. Until she turns 18, when I can come for her as agreed, and she'll be mine. You don't make much sense. Understanding me isn't important. If you accept, then, in 30 days, you'll already be immensely rich. A fortune. For a child who doesn't exist at the moment, who isn't born yet, do you accept it? I've got to have you. Do you accept it? I accept. All right, so Dad made a Faustian deal for the soul of his unborn daughter to get laid and rich at the same time. Yeah. What's the problem? You can't sell people. He souls, though. That's okay. Yeah, you shouldn't uh, You shouldn't do that either. Oh, right. Yeah. But what if it would make me really, really, really rich? Is no. Is it okay then? No. What if it would get me laid and make me really, really, really rich? No. That's still not okay? No. Ugh, morality. It's such a bummer. Right? Ugh. I'm sorry, man. No, of course I'm kidding. Yeah. 
So he made a Faustian deal to get with Lorna, and then he's going to make a baby. And I guess in his defense, he says he doesn't believe in any of it, so he's just going to say anything he can just because he wants to fuck that lady. Yeah, I guess. Is my thought, maybe. I don't know. But they get making with the hanky-panky, and he goes back to his hotel to hit on his wife. So hopefully he at least scrubbed up first. No. Because he probably still has the scent of Lorna on. No, he probably did uh, what is affectionately called a whore's bath. Oh, I know very well what a whore's bath is. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, I've I've taken one. I've taken several. Yeah, today. No, <laughs> is that Draco Noir? <laughs> Draco Noir. <laughs> so he goes back to his hotel, hits on his wife, and decides to give it to her. And they get making with the love as well. So there's a whole bunch of fucking going on. Mm. And apparently, in this fucking session, this guy's got some good recovery time too. I'm pretty sure he had a sandwich on the way home. You must have he a sandwich and a Gatorade. But during that session, he definitely threw a baby into her. I mean, like, she was on top, though, so I don't know how she could get pregnant, because I heard that you can't get pregnant when a woman's on top. Dude, you... I'm joking. You of really course need you to, can. Yeah, yeah. I was supposed to say, you need to... I didn't attend the Bush-era sex education <laughs> classes, so I know how sex works. Neither did I, so... <laughs> we attended Clinton-era Clinton sex ed, and Lord knows he wanted everyone to know what's going on. Yeah, because it would benefit him later on. Uh-huh. So he blurts out Lorna's name the entire time he is fucking his wife during this session. That's gotta be awkward. She doesn't seem to even notice that it's happening or care because she's doing the joystick joyride on top of he must He must be giving it to her good. I suppose. His wife never hears or doesn't seem to care or maybe she's just sadly used to him calling her a bunch of other women's Or names. maybe she's in a trance. Ooh, she's possessed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or maybe he never actually had sex with Lorna. Maybe he was transported back to his wife and impregnated her with the spell. Maybe. Art film. No, it's not an art film. While Matt tries to come to terms with that, we have to move on to our next clip. Linda, I'm your mother now. I'm the one who is responsible for you. But not until you have been initiated. Don't be afraid of me. Don't be afraid of your mother. I'm going to transmit to you all my powers. My powers I give you, and I confide them to you. Okay, so apparently transmitting her powers is some sort of code for aggressive lesbian seduction? Yes. And pretty much non-consensual acts within that nature as well, because Linda is constantly asking her, what are you doing? What are you doing to me? What are you doing during most of this? It's making her feel feelings she's never felt before. The woman, Lorna, undresses both Linda and herself while she's groping Linda. And then there's like this really bizarre mommy breastfeeding her baby play kind of thing. Yeah. Where she keeps telling her that she is her mother and squeezing her boob into Linda's mouth. And Linda's just all suckling on that. And it's like big and little time going on here with this. It's a little disconcerting. During this breastfeeding sequence, Linda seems to have some form of orgasm or really gets off on what is going on here with this whole mother-daughter talk. And it's about this time that out of nowhere, a stone-carved dildo, that's, I don't know what to refer to it as, it looks like a dildo that's carved out of stone, right? Yeah. It just shows up. It's just all of a sudden in Lorna's hand, because magic. Yeah, right, well, hey. And it is then rammed home hardcore in one fell swoop. And this is when you really don't want to be wearing headphones. Lands right into Linda's vaginal canal, causing her to scream in some form of mixed ecstasy and pain. 
pain. I don't know if it was supposed to be mixed ecstasy and pain, but Ugh. the way they were making Definitely it look, pain. Yeah. But the way that they were making it look like where she was enjoying that pain as well. And I can see where if you were wearing headphones, that would blow out your yeah. drums. And to creep Matt out, I have now phrased it in this way. Mommy says baby is finally hers now. Oh, it's beautiful. She's a woman now. It's horrific. It's her mom doing this. Oh, and it's against her will. God. This is just weird. And they cut from this to the asylum once again, aka that dude's house with wallpaper up three quarters of the wall, where the crazy naked lady unbuttons her gown because someone buttoned it back up for her, and apparently she refuses to wear clothing. And then she rides around moaning and screaming and sighing in sexual ecstasy or something along those lines, I'm assuming, as she starts to rub all over her body and continues to writhe and wiggle and moan and shout out Lorna's name or pant out Lorna's name and panting once again in ecstasy. They got back from this to Linda getting dildoed? Yeah. I mean, Lorna's really working it. She's just railing that fucking home, man. <laughs> and like, this is supposed to be Linda's first time. Like, she's supposed to be this virginal girl who's just now coming of age. Yeah. And mom's not being very gentle to her daughter at all in this. No, man. Mommy's I, really being mean to baby. Yeah. Oh, no. Do you have to say it like that? <laughs> Mommy and baby are not really. No, no. Come on. You know that grosses me out, dude. Just. <laughs> she just wanted to take care I of her. I hope don't. I will fucking walk the fuck out. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I swear. Oh, no, just don't. Oh, God. Oh, my ear. I'm taking it off my headphones for a little bit. No, I'm done. I'm done. Ugh. Fine, take off your headphones. Ugh. So the entire time Lorna is dildoing her daughter, she keeps calling her her lovely child, just thrusting it in more with each word, lovely child like that. Yeah, that's that's hardcore, man. That's uh, That was a little artsy. Uh, no, it, that was not artsy. Holy shit, that was not artsy. She then pulls the dildo off. All the way out, and that phallus is covered in what I assume is Linda's virginal blood. (laughs) Because art film. It's not an art film. She then stuffs the phallus into her mouth, fellatiating it and consuming the blood off of it. I mean, just because it's fucking sexy doesn't mean it's porn. Linda continues to moan the entire time that Lorna is doing this, and then Lorna kind of joins in with the moaning while she's licking the blood off of this phallus. Oh, God, I'm going to puke. They cut from this to mom and pop sleeping, and pop wakes up to hear the bath running and finds the blood sheets where Lorna had deflowered Linda, a.k.a. Mommy Deflowered Baby. Uh, dude, why? Via stone-carved dildo. Linda is showering because apparently she needs to wash off the filth of all the fun she just had. Yeah. Dad barges in and that leads to our next mini-clip. Morning, Papa. Are you alright? Oh, just fine. Come on in. You needn't bother to blush, so I'm nude. What's new? I saw blood. There are stains all over the sheets. Oh, but Papa... You know, each and every single month, girls have that same stupid hang-up. Inappropriate. This is inappropriate. (laughs) Yeah, this is where things start to get a little weird, where you wonder, the way that she's reacting to it, is this because of the influence of Lorna, or has daughter and father had this special relationship? Is he not wanting to give up his daughter because he wanted to be the one that had that experience that Lorna just had? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say A.B. (laughs) Art film. It's making you question things. 
not an art film. We'll see. All right. So after this, mom has a, another womb attack where yeah. even more crabs start coming out of her. Oh, God, man. Exponentially so. They're just flying out of her steam bucket use like a, it's no tomorrow. Use a condom, people. Well, I mean, condoms don't protect against crabs. You need like That's a splash true. guard. Check that. Always check the, the quality of the turf before you play ball. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Have a thorough examination before inserting into any orifice. Exactly. Or have a thorough examination before inserting that thing into moving your around orifice. down there. You just get out. All right, man, you get the hell out. <laughs> and you run. You run. And get yourself a nice shampoo to take care of it. Yeah, right. While mom is having this attack of the crabs coming out of her womb, she ends up destroying the entire hotel room, writhing in pain. Although it seems like they're trying to sell it, that she's enjoying it and hurting from it all at the same time. Or maybe that's just my sadomasochistic self. I think that's just you, man. All right. So I was masturbating to this. So yeah, what? You sadomasochist. So more crabs start exiting her vagina and then she dies from the last one that comes out. Probably should have taken your wife to the doctor to make sure she didn't have internal bleeding from the crustaceans. Well, I'm just like after the first crab attack, why, why would you go ahead and, and go to the hospital? Uh, how do you explain that? You make the doctors explain that. That's what they went to school for. The same way that it was explained when we did the PSYOP news. She sat on the couch. There was a crab in there and it just, you know, ended up in there. It made its home. <laughs> Tried to wear her like a conch shell. Oh my God. Linda comes in and screams, seeing that her mother is there. Dad. Dad comes in and says, Linda, oh my God, and grabs a shirt and then just leaves the room for no reason. Mom is then on the bed and dead. They just cut to that for, again, no real reason that we really understand. Right. The motel gets a coroner. The main guy that got the gun is also ordering a coroner for the dead wife, but doesn't seem to question why the guy that he had get a gun's wife is all of a sudden dead for no explainable reason. No one seems to be bothered by this at all. Linda goes to the asylum and just shows up there all of a sudden to be with the mad crazy woman, but she is speaking with Lorna's voice now. They start writhing and grinding upon each other as the mad woman moans out Lorna repeatedly over and over again. Of course, the entire time, all of this thank you movie, every bit of nudity in this film. Yes. Including all the uncomfortable mommy daughter stuff. Oh. Except for the sort of non-consensual form of that. That's not so sexy. I didn't think any of that was sexy. <laughs> Mother, daughter. I think that's a good weird, not bad weird. Is that good weird? Not bad. Call back. Call back uh, to yeah, Ash that's versus a call back. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, that's a bad weird. That's a good weird. It's a bad weird. Eh, incest is a game the whole family can play, dude. Oh. Uh, Linda ends up going south. The camera shows us all of Lino Romay and really pans in there. And this is a gloriously erotic and artistic shot because she's going down on the lady that's in the asylum, but it's filmed in such a way that we actually are seeing it between Lena Romay's legs. Yeah. And then we see the other woman's body where Lena Romay is leaning over top of it and she's arching her back in such a way that you see everything between Lena Romay's legs. And then the camera's panning back and forth so you can actually, you get like a double vagina shot in some parts, uh -huh. some tongue licking machete through yeah. the bush action, and then they just go and zoom right in on Lena Romay's it's vagina. a lot of sex in this. You see everything to quote Peter McNichol. I saw everything. This leads to our next clip. Lorna, I have to find you. You have to pay for what you've done. You must. But where can you be in this jungle of buildings? In which one do you live? I followed you home once, twice, like a blind man lost in the depthlessness of your eyes. Lorna, I've got to find you. All this has to end. 
once and for all. After this, Dad goes storming into Lorna's home, shoots her henchmen dead, and then her. That leads to our final clip. Oh, Patrick, I really must thank you. You see, fate meant I die like this, killed by you. I knew my death was for today. But the one destined by fate to replace me has taken over your lovely child, Linda. Doctor, 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 come quickly. It's room seven. She's had an attack. She's damned, I'm afraid. I'm not sure we can save her. They cut from our final clip to Linda lying nude in her thigh-high fuck-me boots. Yeah. This is a signature of Lena Romay. There's a lot of times where she's wearing these boots in Jess Franco's films. Nice. I think Jess Franco and I may have had a very similar fetish. Yeah. (laughs) Because I think... Them boots, though. Oh. All right. Well, then I guess the three of us have a very similar fetish then. Them boots, though. Yeah. Them boots, though. Good God. As her father comes home and is horrified that she's laying there, this entire time Linda is making um, the lips both major and minor. Yes. Part and show us Heaven's Gateway by rocking her leg back and forth, which is also a signature move that we've seen Lena Romay do in other films. Well, I've seen. You will see eventually. All right. And oh boy. <laughs> Thank you, movie. That was, uh, you didn't have to do that. That was just sweet. That was just nice of you, yeah. movie. Thank you, movie. And this happens over and over again, and each time I'm giddy and giggling while she's bouncing her leg back and forth and doing that. And it's obviously horrifying the father because what father who doesn't want his own daughter wants to see his daughter doing such a thing in front of him. Yeah, right. He then asks about the bracelet. She says that she got it from Lorna and then he succumbs to his base desires and then all of a sudden Linda stabs him in the back of the head. He asks why she would do such a thing. She is his lovely child. And then Linda says you're wrong. I am not your lovely child. I'm Lorna. He then dies she starts screaming a ear-shattering, maddening scream of doom the entire time doing the crazy eyes that Matt mentioned earlier. Yes. They are horribly disturbing, especially when she goes from the screaming to writhing around with those crazy eyes laughing. And this Not com- blinking. Not blinking at all. Eyes wide open, staring at the screen, laughing. She continues to do this to the point where she appears to be completely insane. They zoom into those crazy eyes. It freeze frames on on her face like that they fade to black and then hold on a black screen for several minutes while music plays making us contemplate the error of our own ways no credits Okay, would you argue that this film is open to interpretation as to what its meaning is? Yes, sure. Would you say there is a deeper story trying to be told than just simply, then they fuck, then they fuck, then they fuck, like your normal, typical porn film? No. Okay. (laughs) Seriously, though? No, I don't think so. No? All right. So the main story function in a porn film is literally just an excuse to string sex scenes together, right? Now, when the film opens up, sex is being used or some type of sexual magic or some kind of weird, esoteric, otherworldly thing is being used to slowly influence Linda and bring her over to Lorna. Okay. There has been some kind of supernatural deal, so we have to automatically accept that whatever deal happened between Lorna and Linda's father, there was some kind of pact that was actually made, and that's why Linda was made, and there is some kind of weird darkness thing that they're coming from. Now, I think Lorna the Exorcist is not a good title for this. What I think this is, is an 
art house sexualized remake of the omen oh that could be it's a lot closer to what's going on with the omen because because it's not really an exorcist i mean there's no exorcism at all there's no really actual possession it's someone who was manufactured by the darkness to be the next in line in succession kind of a possession because the lady took over her body did she though or is this just another form for the same creature if we're possibly but is that creature's name Uh so it's just the creature goes from shell to shell right but the woman who is dying in quote-unquote lorna's apartment yeah doesn't sound like lorna it's a woman who has accepted her fate and that she's now being released from the sway of whatever this entity is that created her and then created linda to be the next lorna or whatever it is and so there's like this weird kind of duality that's going on i am looking at this in a couple of different layers i think that the character of linda has been involved in a sexual relationship with her father and this has caused this like weird mental schism and what we're seeing is a unreliable narrator retelling the story and trying to come to terms with what has happened in her life and i think the only thing in the film that was actually real is she murders her father because she's tired of the sexual abuse okay possibly but if we're gonna go off the fact that there was something supernatural at the beginning but is there or is this all in linda's head and she's trying to make up an excuse for why her father would be this evil i'm taking the movie for face value what you see is what actually happened but in an art film you can't do that that's why this isn't an art film that's why you refuse to say it's an art film because you take it for face value yes you have to delve down because jess franco's not just doing this on the surface there's a lot more are you sure he's not just doing it on the surface for once not saying all the time i'm saying maybe this movie was just on the surface that ritualized sexual thing that is happening between Lorna when she continues to say you're my daughter you're my daughter and then she is forcibly penetrated by a stone phallus so maybe what is that supposed to represent her father fucking her yes against her will I feel that that's the sexual abuse that's what that represents and that's her mind trying to come to terms with it it's like a fever dream or like a weird hallucination thing where she's trying to come to terms with it and I think the girl that's in the asylum the entire time that shows up there I think that is Linda at the end of this when she's been abandoned by the thing that covers up what her father was doing and she has to come to terms with it that's kind of how i was looking at it and how i was kind of seeing the various layers kind of peel back am i reading too much into it probably but you know what's really makes an art film an art film interpretation you interpret it as just a filthy fucking porn with a lot of incest i interpret it as a tale that is being told and unfolded in such a way that you have to really think about what it is that you're seeing through these images and it's also extremely erotic and very disturbing and quite glum and depressing and I find that to be what I would consider an art film. How'd the mom die of crabs then? Did she die of crabs or did she die of physical abuse because it's with the father that always happens or because she's in the father's way? I don't know. <laughs> You're making a lot of good points. I'll give you that. Okay, see this now. While Fine, you, it's while, a fucking art film. <laughs> Does it make you feel better now? No. you don't. Does you, it make you any feel less like a perv? No. Alright. Actually, it makes me feel more like a perv because I'm sitting here watching watching all of this sex stuff yeah and i'm starting to try and apply logic and reasoning and look at something more than just oh wow that's a really great shot of those labius majora and minora opening up yeah and again i'm saying it wrong i know i don't know the first word but the major and minor wrong the major and minor lips are opening up and holy crap they just keep doing listen let's be technical here Uh it's the hoo-ha dilly and the hanama not looking at it as a porn do you think you would watch this film again and try and see if there is something else or another layer going on there that you weren't looking at before yeah probably you would would seriously yeah. uh, i will watch this film again and not for the sex i want to yeah. actually see if i can find something in there and even if it is a supernatural story yeah and it is a flowable 
narrative. What we're kind of seeing is fractured minds and unreliable narrators anyway, because this obviously was a maddening thing. And when it comes to supernatural stuff, logic doesn't really dictate what's going on in the story. So even though it's a flow through narrative, it also has all these other like, well, for lack of a better term, rose petals that keep unfolding. Oh, no, come on. Hey, there's a lot of rose petals unfolding here. All right. You said it could be an art film. That's all I needed from you. All right. But it's a really powerful film and it won't get out of my head. Yeah, really? Yeah, you know, just I couldn't stop thinking about it. Mm. And not just the sex stuff. Yeah, no, I get it. I, Obviously. You're very passionate about this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm turning into a Franco fan, dude. Really? Yeah. Oh. And this is a dangerous territory for both of us. But no, it's a really powerful film and I, I think I'm really becoming a fan of Jess Franco's films. There you go. I know for sure I'm a fan of Lena Romay's films. Uh-huh. Especially if she's in those boots. Yes. Those boots, though. Dem boots, though. Dem boots, though. Well, we're going to play a promo for another podcast that really wishes it didn't have to follow them boots though them boots though we're gonna have a little bit more music that is fitting of lorna the exorcist aka linda and when we come back we will have some psyop news you're traveling through another dimension a dimension of not only a film and sound but mind a journey into an auditory movie review adventure that must be experienced to be believed there's a signpost up ahead your next stop the doomsday clock you can extract the witch versus the doomsday clock podcast by either searching for wych on apple podcasts stitcher soundcloud tune in and on your android device which versus the doomsday clock is a proud member of legion podcasts so prepare yourself the podcast ice is gonna break Okay, so that song doesn't quite fit with Lorna, other than it just says the title, Hey Little Girl, and I yeah. thought that would be disturbing after we talked about all that incest. Pretty much, <laughs> and it was. <laughs> so the only way you're going to get back to me, Matt? Yeah. Give me some psyop news. from our friend Chris Mounts. Uh-oh, Chris picked some fucked up stuff for his articles. Fed up with mortal men, women are having sex with ghosts. <laughs> Spoopy. 
<laughs> Take five foreskins and call me in the morning. I got nothing for ghost sex. I know, right? We we're we're lacking on ghost sex. Clips. Or they just had a bukkake mouth party. That's the closest. Maybe I got. that's yeah, kind of. Yeah. As the winter solstice draws near and the curtain between the mortal realm and the spirit world grows thin, we should not be surprised to see a sudden influx of reports of women having sex with ghosts. Corpse fucking, kinda. In 2017, a woman named Sian Jameson told the Sun that she had a sexual encounter with a handsome ghost in a remote Welsh cottage. This is not the sickness with which I am down. <laughs> oh, it's kind of- as a matter of fact, that is the sickness with which I am yeah, down. It always reminds me of uh, Ray getting down with a ghost in Ghostbusters. It is PG rated. I know we were yeah, talking about yeah. what we thought that might be. Oh, yeah. But the reason that they made it PG rated is they trimmed that down because apparently that got even more explicit. Really? I think that was Dan Aykroyd working through some shit. Necrophilia <laughs> could be overlooked. Yeah, that's you yeah, advocating yeah, yeah. for Dan Aykroyd's necrophilia. <laughs> I was trying to help out with Dave. I'm trying to help him out. Finger bang a girl with a corpse hand. You're uh, not going to help him out that much. No, 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 not that much. Uh, following a traumatic breakup with her boyfriend, first he visited her in a series of erotic dreams then materialized beside her. During the lovemaking I sensed all kinds of things about him, she states. His name was Robert and he lived over 100 years ago. You know, she, if she's gonna fuck a ghost they sex with a dead thing. Yeah. She also <laughs> stated that his body was soft and light and even when he moved on top of me pressing down he felt almost weightless. Micro penis time. She says he was, <laughs> it was very strange but the sex was amazing. He sure. must have an incredibly long penis. Well he's a ghost. He he's can make ghost. it whatever size as he wants. Yeah, you do whatever he needs to. Your cum will probably taste better. Oh, uh, well, maybe. Possibly. Uh, uh, shortly after, a woman named uh, Amethyst Realm appeared on the British daytime television show this morning, claiming that she had begun having sex with ghosts in her home. And I'm going to fuck it to death. And has a not, ghost. How is that even possible? Yeah, and has not had anything with a human being since. Her <laughs> first erotic encounter with a ghost occurred 10 years ago while she was still in a relationship with her mortal fiance. As can occur with a fair realm was caught mid-coitus with her husband-to-be returned early one day from a trip away he saw the shape of a man through the spare room window she explained wow yeah <laughs> betrayed realm's fiance broke up with her and she and the ghost then decided to fuck everywhere in the house countdown to bukkake she states once my fiance left uh, we had sex everywhere but always within the building All she kinds said of things you don't want on your dick that particular ghost romance lasted for a time until the entity started to appear less and Realm entered the interdimensional affair. This is like traces of death fucked porno. Mm. After that, Realm began to have regular sex with a variety of ghosts, each as distinct in style and feel than any human mate might be. Circle jerk! She states, I've got no interest in men now, she proclaimed. <laughs> so, oh, I also have some audio of some other things that she uh, said about vagina smells like dead body after having sex with ghosts. Oh, I'm sure. Sure. It's the ectoplasm that they excrete. Yeah, of course. Uh, paranormal <laughs> sex has been a subject of fascination for centuries across culture. From if you want a fear boner. From the Japanese vampire Yuki Ona, who said uh, who is said to sleep with men and kill them, to Lamia, a Grecian shapeshifter who lures and murders men. Merlin himself had a demonic father. And myths abound of sexual spiritual beings such as the half-fairy Melusina 
and the iconic Lilith. Oh, who, he's looking for Wang. Actually, who Lilith fucks and Lilith wasn't looking for Wang. Oh, who fucks men in order to birth demons? And there's a lot said. of Wang around. Yeah, <laughs> that fascination clearly has persisted in the modern age beyond scenes and realms accounts. Countless people, including the pop star Kesha, have reported such experiences. Shoot some fucking ropes. Through history, there have been people who claim to have had consensual sexual intercourse with human spirits, as well as many that claim to have been forced into sexual intercourse by an entity. I bet you know what they usually say to them. Sorry, Jake. Sorry, Jake. I really am not sorry. My dick and balls are worth a lot more than $60. Proclaims a ghost. This is usually all called spectrophilia. Spectrophilia? Yeah, that's, uh, that's according to Jason Haas, founder of the Atlantic Paranormal Society. Wait, we have to check. Spectrophilia? Uh, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's, it's official. Thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, it says Atlantic Paranormal Society and cast member of sci-fi series Ghost Hunters. So, oh, uh, well, no. That Actually, if he says it, then... That's not a thing. I don't trust that guy. But so. I like the word spectrophilia. So I think it's still a thing. It's a thing. Thank you. Well, the word can be a thing, but just because that guy says it, then it's automatically still not a thing. But it's still a thing. The word's a thing. The word is a thing. But the fact that it exists. Yeah. Uh, So not a thing. Gotcha. People (laughs) have sex with ghosts, experience both positive and negative encounters, exploits. Lloyd Arbach, the director of the Office of Paranormal Investigations and president of Forever Family Foundation. Pulling it just to pull it. An Ghost organization wise. dedicated to understanding the afterlife. In his experience, most of these reports tend to be bad, though he concedes that this may be because people are less likely to call paranormal authorities after a pleasant encounter. The uh, reason we... Yeah, I mean, if you're having yeah. pleasant encounters with ghosts, that's yeah. like a free orgasm. Yeah, Who cares? Right? I would, you, you just you don't look a gift horse in the mouth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like people who got upset over wet dreams it's like dude free orgasm chill yeah, but just chill out as long as you can remember having it it's no big deal if uh he says if, if the reason we hear about negative ones mainly is because people are calling for help uh he if one is experiencing harmful or unwanted sexual advances from ghosts the solution is encouragingly simple the living have more power uh psycho psychologically <laughs> i wonder i think somebody did a bad spell than the dead would ever have our box says in order to deflect such unwanted events one need only Visualize a force field surrounding them to energetically deflect the predatory phantom. Okay, that's I'm calling horse shit on that. Wait, now you're finally starting to call horse shit. Well, obviously, no ghosts are fucking anybody. This uh, is a uh, bunch of people with mental disorders uh, or some kind of weird fucking fantasy. Notice how that it's all either in a the, the two, especially the two main people they just pointed out. One just went through a really bad breakup, uh-huh. and the other one was obviously engaged to a man she wasn't in love with, and was probably getting busted fucking somebody else, and said no. No, it wasn't it was a man. Like, it was, it like was ghost. a ghost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Horse shit. Uh huh. All horse shit. All my the time. My HPV will cure what ails you. Uh, ghost HPV is good for you. Yes. Right. There you go. Can we get a better story? That was I'm, fucked. I know. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was a great to talk about, but like, <laughs> that, like that's just a whole level of horse shit. The minute they start consulting the ghost hunter guys, that's not a thing. Well, it's another one from Chris Mounts. Okay. I mean, that was a good story for yeah. discussion. I just, you know, I'm, I'm just pissed at the people that are involved in it. I know. Right. The new New York Post mass shooter loving stripper threatens violent curling spree. This is like traces of death fucked upon. How am I supposed I'm, to find funny <laughs> clips for that? That's I'm, just. I'm going to give you one guess on the state. Nevada? Nope, it's Florida. Oh, God uh, damn it. <laughs> well, mass shooter, I was thinking guns, yeah. Nevada. Of course it's fucking Florida. Yeah. A Florida stripper. Come on, Florida. You're better than this. Uh, Flo- Actually, no, you're not. You're not. No, you're, you're really this not. This is exactly where you're supposed to be. <laughs> fucking penis, Alabama. Uh, a Florida stripper with an affinity for serial killers and mass 
murder, threatened to commit a violent killing spree in a very public place. If you want a fear boner. Bren Basarch, a 31-year-old dancer at Showgirls in Plant City, about 25 miles east of Tampa, Wait, was arrested how far? 25 miles east of Tampa. Okay, so first you got to get to Tampa, and, and then you travel 25 miles, miles east, east, Yeah, and then you talk serial killers with a certain stripper, and you end up dead. Yeah. Cool. There you go. Uh, was arrested Wednesday after posting threats of widespread carnage on her Tumblr page under a chilling username taking lives. You can't pay a bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. Um, well, I mean, there's a picture of her, so uh, <laughs> not bad either. She's kind of our type, so... <laughs> She's got crazy eyes. Yeah, that's that's not good for us. Anyway, uh, <laughs> she says, I had a vision of a very public place, only one way in and one way out. One post reads, preferably a bar slash club on a busy night. And I'm going to fuck it to death. 2019 Ooh. is a lot in store if my plans go accordingly. So Mostly she's because fucked. I put my penis inside of you. Bareback. When asked by another user if she had homicidal urges, investigators said, Tarts responded, I feel at times a lot of us have urges. Whether they will admit or not is the question. So yes, I have. Oh, tears are good lube. She, uh, she also admitted to police that she was behind the troubling social media account and told another Tumblr user that she planned to buy an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle soonish, according to the affidavit. How does she pay for it? I make money from my sex work. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty excited, she replied. It will be my first gun, and I plan to get others. Versace also professed her love for true crime and told police she's a big fan of serial killers and mass murderers, according to the affidavit. Why are you making all of this public? I don't know. <laughs> She uh, is originally out of Lakeland. She is now facing felony charges of written threats to kill, do bodily injury, or conduct a mass shooting or act of terrorism. She was relieved from Polk County Jail on Thursday after posting $5,000 bond. You can't pay a bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. Yeah, Joe records show that. Uh, <laughs> she attempts to reach and attempts to reach her early Monday were unsuccessful. Gary Gross, a Lakeland police spokesman, said Basarch was arrested after her mother called her at work and told her to come home. I no have the most confused direction right now. No weapons were found at the Elon Crescent address. Uh, Gross insisted Brissard's alleged threats posed no direct threat to the public. There's really no substance to it, Gross told the Post on Monday in a brief interview. So, <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Like, there's nothing funny about that. That's just fucking shocking and horrifying. Yeah. Uh, the way that I feel right now is pretty much how I felt at the end of Lorna of the Exorcist. So that's, uh, a, that's a good place to leave the good show place to for leave everybody it? else to just kind of feel, oh. Yeah, right. Just remember... If you go to a strip club, every dollar you put in there might go to an AR-15. That's just fucked. Yeah. So we're going to play a promo for a podcast that really wishes we wouldn't leave them in this creepy state. We're going to have a little bit of music fitting of Lorna the Exorcist. And when we come back, we will close out this really depressing, kind of sexy, artsy show. Hello? Hello. Who is this? Who are you trying to reach? I don't know. Um, I think you've got the wrong number. Do I? I'm going to hang up. Wait, don't hang up. What's that noise? Popcorn? Uh-huh. I only need popcorn when I listen to podcasts. I'm about to listen to a podcast. Oh, really? Which one? Probably the podcast on Haunted Hill. Is that the one with the two guys with the beards? Uh, yeah, Dan and Gav. Dan and Gav, yeah. That podcast was scary. I liked it. Most episodes, they look at two different horror movies. Each episode, they look at a world of a strange, where they look at weird things from around the world. Sometimes, they even do special episodes where they look at different genres or directors' discographies and talk about them. Maybe. So where can I find the podcast on Haunted Hill? 
Or you can go to legionpodcast.com, Facebook, Twitter, or just go into iTunes and search for the podcast on Haunted Hill. So, you're going to ask me out. Sex. 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 Is perverted and sick. Sex. Sex. Is perverted and sick. jamming out to that man i haven't, yeah. haven't listened to fucking my life with the thrill of a kill cult in a long time and sex explosions a fun fucking song <laughs> hopefully that brought everybody's mood up a little bit to be jamming out to that and don't think about all the other dark things that were happening in this show just think about how good sex feels with the one you love yes and would you like to support the show while you sport the show while having sex with the one you love and send us those pictures slide into our dms of that sure why not it's <laughs> teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash cinema dash psyops for all your sexy evening wear mm-hmm. and also mugs and various other things even a pillow that you can use to prop up your back and just get it arched just right for oh. that specific position yeah whatever yeah. you need it's yeah. all right there However at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash cinema dash psyops oh my god yeah hot <laughs> well if you would also like to listen to us and have us playing in the background while you're getting it done with the one you love you can find us on our main landing page legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. Think that's ever happened? Um, maybe. We had a listener at one time that professed to masturbate while listening to our yeah, show. I wonder if anybody gets down, though, like, I, with another person while listening. With, if with you us do, in the background. like, explain it to us. Like, send it yeah. in like a penthouse. Like, I never thought it would happen to me. Yeah, exactly. We I want to know. <laughs> I, yeah, we want to know. We'll read it on the air. <laughs> our voice is helping to get you there. Yeah. You can find us on Facebook where we have a group, Cinema PsyOps, where you can mess around with a bunch of other deviants as long as it's consensual and uh-huh. or someone that you love. Challenge. If it hasn't happened yet, somebody try to make it happen. <laughs> Just play us on a stereo and, and try to fight through it. I'm sure no one could get their stroke up with us on the line. You, you don't think, but if you can, you, you, we, you're our hero. You, we want to know how that works. You would be a hero. Yeah. You can find me on the Book of Faces. I am Court Psyops. You can find Matt on the Book of Faces. He is Matt Psyop. Still haven't gotten anything about anybody trying to dox you yet. I, I don't need that in my life, actually. <laughs> I know you're horrified of that. I am. My wife told me, like, he's freaking out man he's freaking out i shouldn't have, i shouldn't have done that i shouldn't have tagged him man you can email 
feedback to Matt, psyopmatt at gmail.com. Ask him how much he has to pay to not be doxxed. And then also send him your penthouse forum description of how you listen to this show and had sex with the one you love. Dude, that's more or, important. We'll take hate fucking, too. I mean, yeah, like, like, consensual listen, sex with someone while listening to the show. If somebody's like, I was getting ready to break up with my partner, we wanted to knock one last out, and then we just decided to listen to you guys while doing it just to make it horribly awkward. So we were never tempted to do it again. <laughs> we are like traces of death <laughs> fucked a porno. We are. You can email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com. You can request his 7,000 page lesbian vampire wear cat porn fiction that yeah. he wrote based on vampire lovers from last week. Is that done? No, I'm still working on it. Yeah. My forearms are really sore. You, you know, from typing. From typing. For, yeah. yeah, typing. You remember my 400 pages of scissoring, right? I thought it was 200. Now 200. You're sorry, it? No, no, 200. You're right. 200 is fine? 200 is fine. You know what? You've been a real bro about this. I'll see if I can get you 350. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'll nice. That's nice of you. You can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate filled shit fest that is Twitter. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I am at court underscore psyop and Matt is at psyop Matt. Holy cow. And while you're out there making love to the one you love, yeah. Getting it on with the one you hate. Yeah. Consensually fucking. <laughs> it's consensual. Bumping, grinding, mm-hmm. writhing in ecstasy. Yes. Or producing your very own art film. <laughs> Kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. Sick.